we're not here to save businesses. We're yeah. here to scale businesses. Mm. So <laughs> the reason why is because there's some clients that I do talk to and they want me to come in and save their business, but you need to save it first mm -hmm. before you come work with closers. Because if it's you setting expectation, yeah, right. You've done nothing with the business. Now you hand it to me and it's like, it's my fault. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, this was a mess when I got <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and I would say, have you even sold a high ticket offer to your students before? And how many times have you sold it? Because you at least know what customers you're dealing with. So you could tell us the objections that they, we have to handle, or if we need to make changes to the offer itself, mm -hmm. because some, some clients, they think they have the best offer just because they throw PDFs, uh, eBooks, uh, courses in it, but that's not what people want. People want the outcome and the outcome is what we sell the picture, right? So, just because you have so many packages or a lot of things in just one package doesn't mean it's worth $10,000. Yeah. yeah. It's what is the result for that student that's going to come in and do this program. My goal is to help coaches and entrepreneurs turn their mind into money, teaching them how to take what they know, package it, market it, sell it, and automate it to make a massive income and massive impact, even if they don't have a lot of followers on social media. Today. I've got the very best for you. I've got two of my good friends that have come to tell you the thing that every entrepreneur needs but struggles with, sales. Now this is going to be critical because you're going to get some game today, things that you can do in real time and you're going to get an opportunity to hear how they are changing the game for so many of your favorite entrepreneurs and influencers. I've got none other than the very best, Pat and Alexis. <laughs> Appreciate how y'all doing, family? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm phenomenal <laughs> because I know I already know what's about to go down. I know y'all are the very best when it comes to sales, but I, I gotta I gotta dive right in. Take me to the very first time you took a sales call. I'm talking about you on the phone. Mm -hmm. You, I'm pretty sure was it some nervousness? Yeah, of course. You're a little nervous. Take me to that very first that very first sales call. What's the thought? <laughs> what's the outcome? What happened? Yeah. So my first sales call. Um, I took it back in June of 2022 for high ticket sales. And I remember taking the call and just coaching throughout the whole sales call. I didn't get to the pitch, I didn't get to the offer, and it was just like, hey, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> so you just got to follow with a friend. Yeah, yeah, so what you ought to do is, all right, oh shoot, I forgot the money. Yeah. <laughs> and then it kept on happening and then I realized like, these people book a call for a certain reason. And we have a package to match their pain points. So it started changing over time and time again. And then I closed my first deal June 6, 2022 for $6,000. First deal. So you say your first call you took was, what was the date again? Ju it was a beginning of June, so probably like June 1st. Yeah, there was like five days of taking calls that I didn't even know how so to So you learned pretty fast, and you yeah. closed your first sale of what, about 20 days, 21 days later? No, like uh, six days. Six days yeah. later. Why, what's the feeling when you took that first payment? Yeah, it was, it made me realize like people actually have money. Um, and the feeling was amazing, because I never knew I could sell something for that expensive to somebody that didn't want to buy in the first place, you know what I mean? Wow. $6,000 first sale. What about you? 
So my first sale was in September, and my very first sale I closed five thousand. Five grand. And it was an offer that I didn't know anything about. Um, Patrick kind of put it on me because he went out of town and he had calls coming in, but he wasn't able to take any of them. So I had to jump on there, not even knowing what I was talking about, but I was just confident in whatever it was that I was selling them, and they bought it for five thousand dollars. How many? So how many calls did you take before you you closed your first sale? No, that was my first call. She's better than you. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, so did you flex on them? Did you call? Hey, just letting you know. No, I was stressed out I, because I didn't know the offer. I didn't know like the payment processor. I was just texting Patrick the entire time I was on that sales call. Wow. Because I was like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. And yeah, I just winged five, it. Five <laughs> K right out the bat, man. So, and for you, what was the emotion? What's the feeling? Um, I was excited. And then after that, I was like on a high. And so that whole day, I continued selling. I had sixteen thousand that day. Five figures in a day. Yeah. Wow. So did you did for both of you all? Was it an immediate? I love doing this, or was it kind of like, okay, I think I can do this? Um, when I first started, it was I think I can do this, and then over time, I just kind of like fell in love with just talking to people and showing them that. The thing with high ticket sales is not only the selling part, but the transformation that you see and hear when someone invests a lot of money into them because they're getting into bigger packages. They're getting into uh, masterminds, mentorship programs, things that are going to help them see the results that they want to see. Yeah. So, you know, it's something that I fell in love with and just continuously just kept on growing. Where, where did that confidence come from? The reason why I asked that is mm -hmm. sales is a mindset game, right? Yeah. In between your ears, you're, you're, we typically project onto people. Mm -hmm. I teach my clients that every person has a whole lot of money number, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So if you have a whole lot of money number and you're on the phone with someone who they don't think there is a such thing as a whole lot of money, mm -hmm. you'll project that on them. Like you mentioned a word and you said, hey, people are buying something expensive, yeah. but expensive is relevant. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So where did the confidence come from that removed or changed your whole body money number from 6,000? I'm sure now you don't think that's a lot. No. Right? So <laughs> so what happened in that process that changed that for you? Um, I think one thing was when I started closing more and more deals, I think when I got super confident was when we kept on closing packages back and forth. And there was one day I got a, like 100% conversion. And that was like six calls in one day. And then over time, I just felt like, you know what? All I gotta do is take more calls to make more money. And I'm using the same script, I'm using the same framework, and people are just buying. Because our program and the mentorship program that people were buying was bulletproof and it was getting a lot of people results. Mm -hmm. So tell me this, how'd you, how'd you both, I understand how you got into it. <laughs> how'd you get into this? Like this is, was this something you applied for? Was this something that you always knew you would do? Like what's, how, how you, how did you land into doing sales? Yeah, so how I, well, it first started with not knowing what to do. Uh, I tried reselling shoes. I tried creating a program about reselling shoes. Got into wholesaling, got into trading, and all those things didn't work out for me. And then there was, it was a time where I was like, you know what, I, I don't know what skills I have. And one of my good friends, he was gaining a lot of traction on Instagram. His name is Will Change Lives. And He's, he had an Amazon program, and I realized like he was getting a lot of leads, but there's no way he's taking all of these sales calls. Mm -hmm. And me having the confidence, it was just like, hey, I'm willing to take those calls for you. And from there, that's when everything just blew up. 
Wow. Mm-hmm. Just being able to take a rest, it changed your, it literally changed your life. Of course. Wow. I think, <laughs> I think something's critical that you said. You, you said, failed at this, failed at that. And that's a word some don't like, like to mention, but mm-hmm. being willing to pivot and navigate that journey to find your thing. Yeah. And you found your thing as it relates to sales. So for anybody that's, that's listening, for what it is that you guys do specifically, you're, you're supporting entrepreneurs, coaches, business owners mm-hmm. that have something to sell, but it might require someone to do a, a consultation call, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, some people will say, hey, book a call on my calendar, and you're instead of the business owner getting on the phone, you guys are getting on the phone and walking someone through that journey and being able to close that sale, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. So what does it look like to work with you all? Yeah, so the first thing that we do is make sure we, we are a good enough client to work with us uh, we want to make sure that you're running at least paid traffic because without any calls getting booked, there's no money to be made. Um, we make sure that you're either, you either have a webinar funnel, a BSL, or even a low ticket funnel where people buy something like an ebook and then you ascend them to something that's bigger, right? And then one thing I also look at is how many, like how much are you averaging a month? I don't like to work with clients that are doing less than 50000 a month mm-hmm. because they're not ready to scale. And sometimes when they're doing less than 50000 a month, they haven't seen that much growth to the point where they need a closer. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I love how you're, you guys are not just, it's like we're not just hopping on with anybody. Yeah. You've created a model, and I, you've created a model where it's like we're Ferrari. Right? <laughs> the reason I say that is Lamborghini is one thing, but you can go to Lamborghini's lot and buy it. Mm-hmm. Ferrari, you can't go to Ferrari and buy it. You get on a list and you can't even buy the car you want. Ferrari says you can't even get this one until you buy this one. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's a whole nother game, yeah. right? So so it sounds like you guys realize the value of what you can add to a business. Mm-hmm. You add commas and zeros to a business. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. How, how does that feel knowing it's like we're it? If you, if you work with us, we actually are helping the client and we're helping the business owner. So it's a level of impact. So I would ask this question: What what means more to you, the money or the impact? Absolutely and that's for both of you. Yeah, the impact. For and sure. And I think what's awesome about what we do is us essentially being like the middleman. We are helping, like you said, we're helping the business owner, but we're also helping another individual make an additional stream of income. And for a good amount of our students, it's actually been able to replace their nine to five jobs. So it's like being able to help somebody that was just like me, and then also being able to help a six-figure entrepreneur scale to seven, eight figures, it's just a win-win in every situation possible. Wow. So you guys were telling me a little little more about your business. So it's two different sides of it, right? So there's the aspect of you all working with the person and taking calls, but you actually help entrepreneurs place. Like, tell me more about that. I don't want to mess with your training, placing. What does that look like if I own a few businesses? So I say, hey, Mm -hmm. man. We've got tons of leads. I'm speaking all over the place. People are reaching out to us. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking to looking to build out my sales team. What is what what would that sound like? What would that look like? What would your company do? Yeah, so me? we'll hop on a call together. Um, we'll audit your business. We'll kind of look at what you already have in place. And if you're running webinars, all I like to do is make it simple and efficient, right? So if you have a webinar funnel on your sales funnel, after they buy that main program, then we'll set up a book a call right after because those people are excited. Then we set up the calendar where it qualifies the customer saying, hey look, are you ready to move up to our mentorship program where you work with our seven, six and seven figure coaches? And then they take a, they take a call within 24 hours of the, the webinar. So 
basically what I like to look at is how many leads you're bringing in a week. Is it possible for a closer to make $10,000 a month? Because I do care for the business, but I also do care for my students too. Because if I'm able to make 10000 a month, I want the same thing for my students. Yeah. And then we basically see if you have an appointment setter, a high ticket closer, if those are needed in place, then we, we work out a deal and then we get everything set up. And then for the closer side, we don't give our um, business owners just anybody, right? Mm -hmm. We really vet our closer to make sure they're actually ready to be placed in the business. So we do three trainings with them every single week. And then we also do role plays with them, which I know like a lot of other programs don't, but having role plays in place allows all of our students to prepare for real world situations that they'll come across when they're placed in a business. And then once we feel like, okay, you know, this student is ready to be placed in someone else's business, then we will take them and we'll actually have the business owner interview that student. And if it feels like a good match, then we place them, but we continue to train them even after they're in that business owner's organization. Talk more, talk more about your students, right? So someone is mm -hmm. listening and they're like, okay, make this make sense to <laughs> me. Who are these students? What is this process? Because I understand it, you are you are developing more sa more salespeople, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Some might hear and say closer, right? These are people who are closing deals, closing yes. sales. Mm -hmm. So you have a program that you are actually training and teaching people to be like you and close a sale on their first day, yes. right? Five six thousand dollars in their first day. So that's what you've developed now a way to actually train other people, and you're placing them. Is that what happens? Correct. Mm -hmm. Yes. How long is that process? Usually it'll say four weeks. Um, they go through, at, we have qualifications before we even place people. Uh, they have to attend at least 12 trainings with our coach and with us. And then they get on an interview. And we, we like to have our business owners interview who they're working with because then we hand them off, right? So we don't want to just place anybody in your business. We want someone that could relate to your business and knows about your offers and how to sell it. Right. So in the trainings, we go over objection handling. We go over the framework that we use um, because we all sell differently. But there's a similar framework that, where you just have to paint a picture for that, that lead. And then we teach them all the payment processors. We teach them all the different models to sell high ticket, like the webinar model, the VSL model. And then we go through those different ways. I absolutely love it. Here's what I love for anybody who's listening. You guys have two sides of your business. You mm -hmm. have the side where you can work B2B, right? You can mm -hmm. work with a business owner, and you also have a side where almost what some would compare to a staffing agency where you're able to train, develop the people who are looking to become the next Pat, the next Lexus, right? Mm -hmm. You have a training that, that does that. Mm -hmm. So for if someone's listening right now, how do they know if they qualify or if they should even start this journey? You said, hey, I tried this, I tried that, it didn't work. If someone is you a couple years ago, mm -hmm. how do they know if this is a path for them? To be honest, I would just say if you have a smartphone and if you have a voice, that is the only thing that you do need. And as simple as it sounds, there are people that still struggle with it just because it's a confidence issue, right? But as long as you have a phone and a voice, you are able to close a call because that's all it takes. So there aren't any softwares, there aren't any systems that we have in place or anything like that. It's just more so us training you, but you have to do the work. You know, with a lot of other side hustles, we've been through several of them. Mm -hmm. um, you can always blame the product for the reason why you're not 
seeing any success. You can blame the market for the reason why you're not seeing any success. But in high ticket sales, it's all about you and your ability to perform. So you can't really depend on a product and blame a product or a market or a crappy piece of real estate. Yeah, you, yeah. It's all just you. Yeah. yeah. So here's what I want to do. I want to take us on both sides of it. I want to take us with the actual salespeople. Mm. And let's say it's day one, person reaches out, hey man, I heard your story. Heard what you did, I want to get into sales. What's that very first training? Like right now, let's just say it's me. And I'm like, bro, I, I like what you're talking about. I would love to develop that skill. You said, I just need a cell phone. I got two of them, <laughs> <laughs> right? So what do I do? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the first thing is you're gonna message me or Alexis on Instagram. Uh, we're gonna do an interview with you, and then we basically record the interviews to see what your goals are, uh, your availability, because a lot of clients that we work with, they want people that are full-time. Mm -hmm. um, before you even go into a business, we wanna make sure that your goals align with what we can do for you. If it's making 10,000 a month, that should be the minimum. Um, if it's making 20,000 a month, there's some work to do, but it's just performance, and then, once you're getting placed into a business, you go through the, the process of just talking to the client and understanding their offers. But the main thing is the confidence to show your face on camera, to hop on a Zoom meeting and really show like you, you want it and you're committed to this business. Yeah, let's role play it. We've got to pause right there because I'm in the giving mood. I decided to offer you a free gift, absolutely free. Now, I tell you all the time about turning your ideas into online income, but how am I going to tell you to do something and not provide the resource for it? There's so many questions that people have online about what should I post? How do I get my engagement up? How do I get people to click the link in my bio? Buy from me. What should I sell? Whether it's an ebook, an online course, how much should I charge? How do I launch? How do I do a webinar? You see what I'm saying? So I decided to create a free training and give it to you that you can utilize to learn how to literally take the services that you do or the ideas you have and build a successful online company. Go to www.monetizewithmarkers.com, my gift to you. You're welcome. Let's do it. Let's do it. So I'm nervous. I don't know what to say. First call is on the calendar. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> I got a call at three o'clock. What do I say? And you're preparing me for that call. Mm -hmm. Tell me what to do. Right, so I would take you through my framework. And with my framework, and the reason why we don't ever give our students scripts is because you're talking to another person. You're not talking to a robot, so you can't sound like a robot. Mm, right? Say that again. <laughs> you're giving them a recipe, a framework, yeah. instead of word for word. Yes. So they can now fill it out and mm -hmm. be involved. I love it. Good, so the first thing we do in that framework is we introduce ourselves. Like I said, it's so simple, but while we introduce ourselves, we want to assert our authority right away. So what that would look like is, hi, my name is Alexis. I'm going to be your advisor today. My whole responsibility here is hearing what your goals are and seeing if there's any possible way our program can help you to accomplish those goals. So already my lead knows who I am and what my role is. And they know that I'm going to be the one controlling this conversation. So that's gonna be your introduction. Mm. And the reason why you want to assert that authority in the first five seconds of your call is because if you lose control of the sales call, it will turn into a coaching call. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to be able to, to grab the, the gears on it and hold on to them. So the next thing that you do whenever you are done introducing yourself, you get the lead to introduce themselves. 
but you pull certain information out of them because you don't want to hear a whole sob story, yeah. right? So the way that I get my lead to introduce themselves to me in a way that I want to hear is I ask them, so tell me a little bit more about yourself. What is it you currently do for a living? And what got you interested in booking a call with our program? So it's framed for them to answer specific questions. I yes, love it. rather than, so tell me about yourself. Oh yeah, I have three kids. I, like, okay, we don't need to know all that, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so this way, again, the one who is asking the most questions during this entire sales process is the one that does have the control over the conversation. And then from there, you just build rapport. You just talk to the person as you normally would and I ask my leads very specific questions and those questions are what are your goals what do you think is going to be the hardest part and why have you not achieved your goals yet what is holding you back and asking those three questions gives me all the information I need so that I can then transition into my pitch because now I know all their pain points mm -hmm. so I'm gonna take all the pain points that they gave me and with my program. Let's grab those three questions again. I want okay. to make sure they get it. What okay. are your goals? What are your goals? Uh -huh. Right. And the reason why I want to know what this person's goals are is I can see whether or not they would be a good fit for this program. Right. And then the second one is um, what do you think is going to be the hardest part? I love that. So the reason I ask that is because then they're kind of already going to tell on themselves. Mm -hmm. They're going to be like, I think the hardest part is I don't know what to do. Right. That's why we have a mentorship program. Yeah. The hardest part is. Um, I don't know how to sell products online. That's why we have a mentorship program. So whatever it is that they're going to tell me, I already know that I'll be able to prescribe my solution, which is the offer that I'm selling. Yeah. And then the next question is, why do you think you haven't gotten there yet? That is also going to have them tell on themselves. 100%. So mm -hmm. that's why I asked those three. And then from there, taking their answers, whatever they may be, I then cater my pitch to them. So any program that people are selling, there are so many different details within that program. And you don't want to ever like information overload the lead that you're talking to. Yeah. So instead, you want to listen to what your lead is telling you, and then from your program, pull the solutions that will fix that person's problems specifically. So that way they feel, oh my gosh, I absolutely need this program that we're talking about. Um, and then from there, you will collect the payment. And then collecting payment, I have a very specific strategy that I do this, right? And so during my entire sales process, I will drop value and I'll drop a price on it too. So I'll say, we do this for you. That alone costs people tens of thousands of dollars. So they already have it in their head like, oh, this is very valuable. So whenever I get to the price and I tell them, oh, it's only $5,000, it's only $10,000, then they feel, wow, I get all of that for only $5,000. I could see why people <laughs> pull out their card with you. <laughs> yeah. But the, ner the part that makes most people nervous, mm -hmm. whether it's like there are business owners who feel uncomfortable asking for payment, is mm -hmm. that part, right? Yeah. That part of actually transitioning into the close. Mm -hmm. So I know you guys say you do a lot of role playing. Do you find that many of your students, that's the part they're a little nervous about when it's time to ask the person to pull out their credit card yeah. and buy? Yeah, of course. It's, it's asking people for money. So a lot of people lose that confidence and they start to stutter when that price comes out of their mouth. Um, but I think one thing is also being confident in the product that you're selling. Yeah. The more you know about the offer that you're selling and the testimonials that you see from it, there should be no reason why you're not giving out the price or helping someone get into the program. That's kind of like being selfish mm. with the game, right? So it sounds like you're saying selling is serving. 
Like you're, mm -hmm. you're serving people by pairing them with something that they actually want, actually need. Definitely. Yeah. I love it. Mm -hmm. Now, you you almost made me pull out my credit card. <laughs> I was like, hold on, where my wallet at? Where, where, where my MX? Let's, <laughs> let's do it. So I, I want to do the same. Let's go to, so you talked about the framework of the call. Mm -hmm. Let's go to the closing side of it, okay. right? So I'm on the phone with you, mm -hmm. and I think I want this thing, man. But I don't know if I can afford it. Uh, tell me, you know, what's the difference between you and someone else? How would you tell someone to handle that? Because people are going to mm -hmm. hear a combination of that. What's the difference between your program and all these other programs online? Mm -hmm. So let's say that's my objection. What would you say to someone who they keep hearing that, uh, this comparison objection? Yeah, so if you've known about that program for so long and you've took action on it, where has the results led to? Mm. I like it. I like it. He's ready. <laughs> take my money. Okay. I like that one. Oh, I got to take. Hey, well, let me call you back. I got to ask my wife. Oh, we've gotten that before. Yeah, a lot. Um, and the way that I handle that is I create urgency. And I say, okay, yeah, I definitely understand you needing to discuss with your spouse. Is there any way that she's available right now? Because we only have limited spots within our program. And I would hate for you to miss that opportunity. Ooh, <laughs> I can see why they make money. <laughs> Let me hold $3 to next week. <laughs> I like it. So from that journey, I'm seeing the skill set. And th these are the skills that you are teaching your students. Yes. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love it. Now, here's the question. Here's the pushback of it. There are, so I want to, uh, we've talked about it from the side of the student who wants to get into selling. Mm -hmm. Yes. But we cannot talk about sales without talking about it, without thinking about someone's brother, mother, cousin, auntie, the person who's actually paying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The person who feels like, are you lying to me? It, should there be integrity placed in sales that we don't say anything that isn't true? Mm. What's the question? So, so think about we're the we're the person that the client is making money. Yeah, we are making money for closing the sale. Okay, but there's someone okay. on the other end of that that's like, like handshaking. So most people have fear, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Most of the people that we're going to sell to have bought before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So their fear is, how do I know that this isn't something that will not get me a result? So now we're talking about the fear that we're hearing about in the online space where people argue and this says this, this yeah. is, okay, was I lied to? So what's the balance between what we train the student mm -hmm. and what we say to the person that's buying? Mm. Where's, where's the fine line of it? The, the, is, is there, because we're impacting people, yeah. mm -hmm. do you find that there is this, this feeling of how do we maintain our integrity mm -hmm. even in the sale? Um, that's hmm. the good one. Yeah, that, that is, is a really good one. question. I've never thought about that before. So. In all honesty, like for my sales calls specifically, I'm very honest with my lead. I love it. And I would tell my students to do the exact same thing. And if you feel like the program that you're selling, you are over promising and under delivering, then you should probably check back in with your client. That's really good. Yeah. That's really good. I, I don't like to sell fake things. I don't like to <laughs> over promise and, and under deliver. That's yeah. just like not who I am and I wouldn't ever want that like as my image. And so I would teach my students the exact same thing. Um, I don't think there is a money value that you can place on your integrity. Mm. And even if that money is great money, you can find it somewhere else without mm -hmm. risking your integrity. I love it. Yeah. What about what about yourself? Yeah, I would say the same thing is just being transparent. If it's something that you you're not willing to invest into yourself, 
there's no reason why you should, should be selling it. Mm -hmm. And usually if the offer doesn't make sense and that's not what they want, tell your client or business owner to make a package around that. Mm -hmm. And that's how you create a bulletproof offer. Wow, I, that's what I love, right? So both of you all were talking about, and I, I, that's why I, I was thinking about it from all sides, because I think that we can't effectively sell without mm -hmm. understanding the yeah. whole triangle. Mm -hmm. The expectation of the business owner who, if you're selling for him, you have a contract with him. Mm -hmm. So he has an expectation to generate revenue. Mm -hmm. Your expectation, the expectation of the student of, I want to make $10,000 a month, mm -hmm. and the expectation of the person who's purchasing it. Mm -hmm. So to effectively sell, you're saying, you've got to think through all three, all three sides of yeah. this. Yeah. That's amazing. That's, that's absolutely amazing. And I think this is why you guys have been so successful. Like being able to say, hey, not only can we train the student, we understand what the person wants and we're maintaining our integrity mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. be able to do this now. For those who don't know, you guys aren't just doing business together. This looks like a little, <laughs> I see how y'all looking at each other. You was answering earlier and he was like, say it, baby. <laughs> So how is it how is it working together being together? <laughs> um I think it's been great. Uh my strengths and his strengths and our weaknesses as well, they complement each other. Mm -hmm. We've been together for a third of our lives. Yeah. And so uh, there's been so many changes like in our relationship from when we went to high school, when we went to college, when one of us dropped out of college, when we <laughs> go on our entrepreneurship journey. And so it's really just been like navigating those waters that are constantly changing. And I think we're doing a pretty good job at it. <laughs> wow, wow. Do y'all ever have those, those moments? Like who's the boss? Like who's the final decision maker? Uh, I think that would be him. I think it's both. <laughs> it's, it's different That's every day. <laughs> It's both of us. I love it. I love it though. The ability to share it depends on the situation, right? Yeah. yeah. So truly teammates. Absolutely. What advice would you give to someone who is building something with, with their significant other? I think the biggest key is going to be communication. Uh, also being on the same page with each other. Um, if you're getting into business with each other, understand that there's some weaknesses that you may have that the other partner may have. You know what I mean? As as strengths. So like for me, my weaknesses would be marketing, content, talking, and that would be her strength. So I let her do the talking, I let her do the content. We run ads on her, her page and we come together on the webinars together and then from there, it's a perfect duo. That's amazing. Understanding each other's strengths, weaknesses, mm -hmm. et cetera. You say you've been together, what you said, a third? A third of our lives. How'd y'all meet? <laughs> Um, we actually met on an old school Zoom call. <laughs> so if anyone has heard of Uvu, that's how we met. Really? Have you heard of that? No. It's like a webcam. We met online. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I closed her. <laughs> he had a follow up though. I wasn't an easy close. He had right. a up. <laughs> Listen, that's, that's the best sale you've made, right? Yeah. It, tur it turned out super powerful. You should quit working for free. How did social media hire all of us to be their workforce? We're on the app posting videos, going live, creating reels. We do not get paid when we create content on social media. They do by selling our content to advertisers. But how do you actually build an online business using social media? I want to break it down for you and give you access to it. There's five simple steps. I'll tell it to you in a few seconds. Step number one is client attraction. I'm going to show you how to actually attract clients that will happily pay you what you're offering. 
Step number two, how to capture them. How do you get their emails? How do you get their phone numbers? How do you get them to show up to your event? Be on your Zoom calls. To what I refer to as client dating, it's where you nurture a relationship with people to get them to say yes to whatever you're offering. And I'm even gonna show you what type of content to create that gives you brand visibility and brand recognition. I call it social media secrets. You get access wherever you're watching this video, you'll see it in the description and you'll see it beneath this. Let's get back to the episode. I, I wanted to make sure we highlighted that because I think that you can feel the chemistry, the dynamic, the teamwork, and I think it's a beautiful thing. One of the things that I thought was amazing, uh, we, we met in Texas, mm -hmm. right? So we met in Texas at a conference, WebinarCon. Yep. And uh, I got a chance to just feel your heart and just who you are and how you move. And I was like, man, I like him. Then got a chance to see both of you all and kind of moving through. And I was like, man, I really like what they're doing and what they're building. And I think so many other people can benefit. How old are you all? I'm 23. Uh, I'm 23 too, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> like, just think about your level of maturity. You're on this entrepreneurial journey, early 20s, which is absolutely phenomenal. You've already shattered like glass ceiling over your head to say, okay, $10,000 is no money. Like think about it, 23, that's, that's different, right? Mm -hmm. what's, what's your family dynamics like? What are you, the reason I ask that is all of us bring our history of how we grew up in our first impact with money into how we do business. So yeah. for both of y'all, where, where are you from and what's your family dynamic like surrounding finances, yeah. building things up? Uh, so, my background, I'm Vietnamese, okay. and my mom had me at 17, and she was a single mom for a bit until she met my stepdad. And my stepdad did the whole school thing, nine to five, uh, but my mom actually started her own business, and she owns a nail salon. And so I think for me, she's always encouraged me to do what I wanted to do, and my stepdad's more like, no, you need to go to school, get Good a job. job. Yeah. Uh, but now they're both very proud that I'm just happy and I'm able to provide for myself. But yeah, they've been very supportive, so I come from a supportive Would you say you got your entrepreneurial DNA from your mom? Probably, yeah. yeah. That woman will get whatever she wants when she wants it. <laughs> and I think you could say I'm yeah. very similar. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. What about yourself? Yeah, so I'm Cambodian and Chinese. Um, I came from, a, I mean, my family, were they did well. Um, but for me, I've always wanted more for my family. Um, they moved here from Cambodia. And I realized, you know what, I don't see my parents a lot when I was in school or after school, like they're always working. They still work to this day. And it just made me realize like, you know, I wanna be able to be there for my kids in the future, right? And also be able to provide for my parents and, cause they're the ones who brought me in this world. And I think one thing was, they were supportive until I dropped out of college. <laughs> they were very disappointed. Yeah. Um, but I think for me, it was just the fact that I didn't want to be like a normal person. I wanted to grow outside of the the box that I was in of just going to school, become a lawyer, a businessman or anything like that. When everyone around me that I grew up with is six and seven figure entrepreneurs mm -hmm. since middle school, like everyone always had hustle. And now they're very supportive because we, we could provide for ourselves and now they see the money coming in and they're like, they're just happy. So it's <laughs> been a blessing. They see, they see you driving nice. So, <laughs> shout out to my man. I see you just caught that new Tessie. <laughs> How'd that feel, man, to go and get, was that a dream car of yours? Was that a dream? Um, one of them. I would say 
it's it was convenient <laughs> to go from gas to electric. Yeah. Um, but I do have a dream car that I'm planning on getting at the end of the year. I love it. I love <laughs> it. So what's what's the next big goal for you all? You know, you've been able to from not closing the sale, developing a skill, developing a business, as well as yourself entering into a new space. So what's the next big goal? Uh, my next goal would be to create the most six and seven figure earners from our platform. Yeah, that was my first goal that I wrote for 2023. Wow, I love it. Create the most six and seven figure earners. So your students, to yeah. see yes. them be successful. Mm -hmm. That's impact. That's amazing that your goal is just making them successful. Mm -hmm. what, would you say, what would you say over the next two years like you say, hey, in two years, you'll, we're not successful unless we do blank. Mm -hmm. Like, what's that thing we fill in the blank on? Scale. <laughs> we're not successful until we scale. Yeah, I mean, I think we're not successful until we help a lot of the clients that we work with get to that two comma club C award. Um, I think that's something that's huge for any business owner is walking on stage yeah. and getting that award and being able to impact that many lives. And then for our students, being able to leave what they what they hate doing, which is tech sales, the door-to-door -door sales, yeah. the car sales, and actually doing something that they enjoy where they can do it anywhere in the world. I love it. So for those who are listening, we said two comma C, he's talking about the ClickFunnels Award, <laughs> those who have reached the $10 million mark. Mm -hmm. So ClickFunnels does an annual... Uh, awards, everybody's chasing that two comma club, two comma C is 10 million. So he's referring to helping their clients reach that milestone. So um, it's like the entrepreneur, we don't get a lot of trophies. That's that's the award that most entrepreneurs. <laughs> that's like graduation. Uh, right, and most entrepreneurs are after. Now, you all know, because we talk about it all the time on this platform, we use several platforms. Some are using Kajabi, some are using Entreport, some Ploro, some are using ClickFunnels, some are using Go High Level. Mm -hmm. Right, so that's an exclusive award for those who are on ClickFunnels. I love it. Mm -hmm. So what I will say before before we wrap up, you know, I, I absolutely love you all's story and what Thank you're doing. You. Right, I think it's impactful. You are accelerating the path and the growth. And there's a lot of extremely gifted service providers and entrepreneurs, but they're not good at sales. Mm -hmm. Right, so they're great at business. They are the best kept secret. And they make less money than they should simply because they need to hire someone to do that, Yeah. yeah. right? They're not comfortable with that, they're just comfortable serving. Mm -hmm. So I, I absolutely love it. My, my question for you all would be, in, in this context of people who would love to, let's say the student who's listening and says, I wanna get into that, who should reach out and who should? The reason I ask that is, it's important that we, that it's yeah. an avatar. It's important. So it, it can't. Is it just anybody, grandma, who say, "Well, yeah, back in the day, I used to do the bake sales at church, <laughs> right?" Should, should grandma reach out and say, "I'm tired of crocheting. I want to do a crochet program." Who should reach out? Um, I would say the person that should reach out is someone that's driven, someone that wants more for themselves, and someone that's willing to show up. Mm -hmm. um, we have people inside of our program that are from 18 years old. There, some people are in college and some people work, have a job, some people have family. So it could be everybody, but the thing that I've noticed is that this is not a lazy hustle. This is something where you have to talk to people. You have to enjoy talking to people and you have to enjoy growing yeah. um, very fast. I, I would say for a lot of people and a lot of our students, they've grown very fast. Um, and that's just because they're willing to show up for themselves and for why they started. 
I love it. And what business owners? What type of business? What type of business owners? So I heard for students, somebody who's not lazy, somebody who's hardworking, it could, so they need to be wanting to do this full-time or can it be done on the side? For the it, could be, it could be done part-time and then okay. obviously once it starts to replace your income, it just makes sense. What are, how much do you value your time? If you're making X amount, let's say $1,000 every two weeks putting in 80 hours, if you put in 80 hours taking calls, one of those hours you can make $1,000 in commissions. So it's, it's determining which decision do you want to make. Do you want to keep on waiting two weeks to get that $1,000 check, or do you want to make $1,000 from a 30-minute phone call? I absolutely love it. And no overhead, right? Yeah, yeah. no overhead. No overhead. You, you're running a business without overhead. The, the, cust the business owner is able to provide those commissions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Some people do 10%, 20%, things of that nature. Yeah. So you're, without fulfillment or any of that, you're generating a salary that most people make in 80 hours from 30 minutes to an hour. Mm -hmm. So super powerful yeah what about yourself what business owners should reach out if you're a business owner a service provider and you say hey my business is growing i have leads but i suck at sales or i feel uncomfortable mm -hmm. doing that what does that look like yeah what are so like we said like earlier in our conversation we don't work with just any client so there are actually three different things that we look at whenever we are thinking about onboarding with a client. The first one being, how much are you generating per month? And we only work with clients that are at least generating $50,000 a okay. month. And then the second question is, how many leads are you bringing in? And this question is going to allow us to see that if they're even ready for a closer. And the reason why I say that is because our closer's job is not to market your business. Your job is to market your business. Our closer's here to come in and collect on the back end. And then the third question is, uh, how much is your top sales performer doing? And if they are not, if they don't have a sales performer, then how much are they generating in sales on themselves? And how many times have they actually sold the program that they are offering? Uh, these three questions gives us enough information to say whether or not a closer would be a good fit there. Uh, and it's just because we can only do so much uh, on the back end, but the front end has to be ready to be able to receive a closer. And if you're at least generating 50K a month, if you're bringing in at least 100 leads a week, then we can work with you. Yeah, and I would say another thing is that we're not here to save businesses, we're yeah. here to scale businesses. Mm. So <laughs> the reason why is because there's some clients that I do talk to and they want me to come in and save their business, but you need to save it first mm -hmm. before you come work with closers. Because if it's you're setting expectation, yeah, right. You've done nothing with the business. Now you hand it to me, and it's like it's my fault. Yeah, uh, yeah. no, this was a mess when I got. <laughs> yeah, it. yeah. Um, and I would say, have you even sold a high ticket offer to your students before? And how many times have you sold it? Because you at least know what customers you're dealing with, so you could tell us the objections that they we have to handle, or if we need to make changes to the offer itself. Mm -hmm. Because some some clients they think they have the best offer just because they throw PDFs. Uh, ebooks, uh, courses in it, but that's not what people want. People want the outcome, and the outcome is what we sell, the picture, right? So just because you have so many packages or a lot of things in just one package doesn't mean it's worth $10,000. Yeah. yeah. It's what is the result for that student that's going to come in and do this program? I love it. Before we wrap up, um, there's a lot of talk surrounding high ticket sales, mm -hmm. right? That term is thrown around a lot. 
And most people don't know what high ticket is. There mm. are some people saying, I've got something for $200, and they think that's high ticket. <laughs> some people say 500 See how, see how yeah. you all laugh? Right? <laughs> like, the, you can tell they're getting a lot of money. That was like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I say that because it's true. We think because we live in this world of the algorithm favors what you pay attention to, right? Mm -hmm. So in our world, we think that the whole world looks like our algorithm. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. everybody we know is selling courses and in the online space. This is a very small portion of the world. Yeah. So terms like closing, high ticket sales, two comma C, that's common language to us. But mm -hmm. That's like going to a foreign country and speaking English. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There are people that will listen and don't know what is a high ticket. What's mm -hmm. the number? Mm -hmm. If you say, hey, you ought to sell high ticket. They say, I am. How much? $300. <laughs> so what would you quantify as high ticket? I would quantify high ticket as 5000 and above. Okay. Uh, something where you're able to make m more than $500 in commissions. Uh, because in order for me to get on a phone, I don't want to sell anything below $5,000. It's me valuing my time. And... I think anything that's above $5,000 is considered high ticket for me. I love it. You agree? Or you want to disagree with um, it? It's I okay to say, disagree. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say at least four figures is the very minimum. So like at least $1,000 um, could be a package that you're selling. And uh, I say that because people who come in and don't have experience, maybe they won't be able to sell a $5,000 right off the bat. But if you can start selling a bunch of $1,000 offers, you're able to catch up pretty quickly. And then your experience is also going to build and then you're able to start selling higher ticketed products. I so believe in this skill set of selling, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I taught my lady, I asked her the question some time ago. I said, hey, what would you do if something happened to me, right? So. Mm -hmm. Uh, LA doesn't doesn't work, which she can, but I'm doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> but I was saying, in the event something happens to me, what is what is a skill or something you can do to make sure we're good? Mm -hmm. And she went through a list of things, and I was like, I don't think you realize what our bills and our staff. Right? We got 23 people on staff, right? Wow. So it's a lot of lot being paid out on down the line. A lot mm -hmm. we're doing. The one skill that I began to teach her was sales. Mm -hmm. Here's why. Because I knew that it's a business you can start with no with no capital. Mm -hmm. You can keep our money in the bank and immediately I said, here's a laundry list of all the entrepreneurs I know. If anything happened to me, reach out to them and say, I'll close sales for you. Just give me commission. Mm -hmm. yep. She's not asking for a handout and now she has a skill that she can partner every business needs sales. That's why what you guys are doing and how you're teaching people is recession proof. Absolutely. AI will not replace the ability to close sales. So tell people how they can get in contact with you and connect with you. Yeah, so you can message me at Patrick H. Kim on Instagram and DM me the word sales. And that way you could get a free seat to our upcoming training where we teach you how to land a client, close your first deal, and how to transition out of your nine to five to do it full time. Yep, and then you can also DM me the word sales as well. My Instagram is Alexis M. Celeste. Man, this this has been absolutely phenomenal. Thank you both for your time and you. being willing to give away your framework. <laughs> like, I love it, but there's still so much more. Like, some, yeah. people, some person will hit that say, I can run with, no, come mm. on, bro. They still would need the hand-holding, the confidence, the rapport building, the skill set, so I think they should absolutely reach out to y'all. I've got a few things in mind I'm going to talk to y'all about <laughs> so as we get off air. But this has been another phenomenal episode 
of Monetize with Marcus. If you haven't already, make sure that you subscribe and share this with somebody. No stingy energy. You got this for absolutely free, so why not share it with someone else to impact their life? If you need my help in any shape, form, or fashion, you know where to find me. I'll be over here minding my online business. I'll see you in the next episode.